Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Paul Lisnick Behind the Curtain, my opportunity to leave the world of politics and law that you watch me cover on television and talk about my passion of art and theater and uh, all the great stuff that's coming to Chicago. And one of my favorite shows on TV of all time was The Golden Girls. If Depending on your age, it probably actually doesn't matter your age. It probably is one of your favorites, too, uh, regardless of your age. But it's coming to Chicago in a new rendition called The Golden Girls. The laughs continue. And we get to talk now to the actors who are playing Dorothy uh, and Stan and also Bert. Now, I will have a Bert question, so we'll ask you about that and figure out <laughs> who that is. But joining me, um, Ryan Bernier. I think I'm saying that correctly. You nailed it. All right. And Jason Bowen, who plays Stanley and Bert. All right, look. I got to start off with the Burt question because, by the way, you've probably done tons of interviews. I don't know that you've met anybody who is maybe as big a Golden Girls fan. I've I've interviewed and kissed three of the four. I just never met uh, Sophia. Oh, my. I'm drinking while I'm talking to you. I'm drinking out of my Golden Girls mug. And I know, you know, neither of you are Blanche, but um, I'll start with you, Ryan. Do you know what um, Rue McClanahan's hobby was? Oh, oh, gosh, that's such a good one. So she used to... She used to paint jars, and this is one of her, this is one of the jars that she painted. No and, kidding. And I have a really interesting Rue McClanahan story that I will tell you, but not here because it will shock you. And so um, we'll hold it for when I meet you. Uh, but, Can't wait. Can't but wait. For, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of stunning. Um, I told this to Norman Lear, and he's like, "What?" Okay, so let's talk about the Golden Girls. The laughs continue. And look, everybody knows the character of Dorothy. So Ryan, of course, Ryan, that means you've got kind of a challenge here, right? Because there was no more, nobody more classic than B. Arthur. Nobody more classic than, than they're all classic in this show. But um, then Dorothy, did you grow? I mean, where do you fall in the Golden Girl history? For me, I did not go out on a Saturday night until I watched the show. Yeah, that's. I thank you. Um, I think the where I sort of fall is I'm in the like subset of fans who got introduced to it by one of the other incredible women in their life. Like everybody kind of finds their way through like their mom or their grandmother, and they have these sort of familial like relationships with the program. And that's how I got to fall in love with it. It was something that was always on in my house, and it wasn't really until I like you know developed a personality as a child that. Um, I realized what the show was um, and it was something that like, I, you know, you always watch it when it's on, but it's kind of something that it's, it's so easy to watch because of the four legends that are on that show. Um, that when I told my mom I was in the show, she was like, oh yeah, we watched it every second of the day. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. It was always on in the house. Yeah. So and, and um, it's something, it's like the soundtrack to my childhood a little bit. And, and I'll tell you, when it was first run in the 1980s, when when I was you know growing up, I'm telling you, it was really true that you didn't meet your friends, you didn't go out until 8.30 when the show was over. Uh, everybody had to watch it. Um, Jason, let me ask you, you, you play characters, by the way, Jason, you're originally from Chicago, so welcome home or when you get here, right? Thanks, appreciate that. What area you know, I'm you, excited. What area did you live in? Yeah, I lived in Edgewater, Rogers Park, Lincoln Square, a Northside Boys, Cubs fan. Okay, and why 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 did we lose you to Detroit? I mean, you, I mean, Ryan has a better excuse for leaving Florida, but why did we lose you to Detroit? <laughs> I was trying to find some place colder to live. Okay, and I, and I found it, and you did. Well, did. I'm not sure I that did. last few days you didn't, but uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe today you did. Uh, well, anyway, so your character's Jason. You play Stanley. Now, that was Dorothy's ex-husband, married for Correct. 38 years. And yep. I did not have to do any homework for this interview. I, I not, not when it comes to the show. I'll give you every line from every episode. Um, but who is Bert? 
Uh, well, you know, so Bert is an amalgamation, I think. You know, Dorothy always had some boyfriend that she might have seen during the show in the series. So this is a chance for Dorothy to finally find love, right? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you know a lot of her, a lot of the famous actors, obviously, married Leslie Nielsen, that final, that final episode. So along the lines of Leslie Nielsen, uh, Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, Burt kind of fits right in there with it as Dick well. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. All she always had those hot, those hot older gentlemen that were mature and uh, were sophisticated and had money and and thought Dorothy was the perfect woman. And finally, in our show, she gets it. She deserves it, and um, ha- happily ever after. But we'll have to find out. You have to come see it. A- absolutely. And and by the way, so in your preparation, and Ryan, I'll come back to you for this. I'll get both of you. But in your preparation, how much did you study? Be Arthur, and how much did you study, or is it really just about constantly watching Golden Girls episodes? Even though those characters, I'm not. I mean, I met Bea several times. I've interviewed her. I mean, she's not that far from the Dorothy character, to be honest with you. Um, but, but what kind of study did you do? Was it like I got to understand Be Arthur? Or was no, I just need to understand this particular character. Um, I think for me, it's it's a study of the whole person. It really is about like getting the chance to sit down with Be Arthur in any capacity in any interview and start to sort of figure out like when she is just talking what what is the style of her humor where does it come from what does she catch on in the other person's sentence that creates a response for a joke um that's where it starts and really like i cannot say uh or i i um one of the biggest points of study for b arthur is voice it's one of the most iconic things uh about what she brings to roles and um i just got out of grad school and i was uh taking a a dialect and accent course and one of the things that we talked about was uh focusing on how the person speaks not just like the musculature inside but what their face is doing and so that launched me into a whole uh investigation of like what is b arthur doing at any point in time that helps create it for me it's all about like the way that she holds her lips the way that Mm -hmm. she like has a slight raise in her cheek uh just enough so that you can see like where her cheekbones sit it's just a perfect study of like how can i look as beautiful as possible so i can be as funny as i can be in response uh and it's really magic to watch I don't know if there's any rules about what you can do or not do when you're not on stage but are you able to can you give us a shady pines ma line Oh, I would love nothing more. So it's, it, it, you know, it's in the show. We, we can do it. So, well, so, no, I mean, sometimes people so are not allowed to do things off stage, so. All right, go, oh, Shady Pines, Ma. And it's a lovely, deep, yeah, thank you. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's right, it sits in this beautiful, lovely place. Um, it's also a love letter to my family who grew up with very similar accents. The more and more I listen to uh, the women in my family who are all from, like, the, the Northeast. Um, I got a lot of Brooklyn babes in my fam. Um, you know, it's a, it's this love letter to them too. So it's, a, it's this like really fun collage. Uh, and I have to tell you, so I was I was with B once in her dressing room after a show, and I called a friend of mine who was an unbelievable B Arthur fan. I didn't tell him who I was with, but I just said uh, his name was Johnny. And I said, Johnny, hold on a minute. And B took the phone and she just went, "Hello, Johnny," and just started to sing. And he, uh-huh. not knowing where, he didn't know where I was, what I was doing, but he started screaming, "Oh my God, B Arthur!" Um, and it was just so in that way, she was so very nice. Although when I see you, I have a B Arthur story to tell you as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't. It all goes in directions you don't want to know. Um, so, and, and what about <laughs> you, Jason? So, for you, it's a little tough because Bert, you get to make up your own amalgamated character, and of course, Stanley, who was played by Herb Edelman, uh, was also very well known. He was in The Good Guys; he was a very well known TV face. But right. um, so, how do we get those changes? Because you're the only character who was playing kind of two different people at least when we see you on stage. So, is it just change of costume or is it change of attitude? 
I think change of attitude, change of costume for sure. But again, you have the four iconic ladies that are on stage and I come in and get to disrupt their lifestyle, which is fantastic. Everybody loves to hate Stan. So I, as an actor and a performer, that's one of my favorite things. I, I love when the audience hates me, but also loves me. There's been some shows where they booed me off, been some shows where they applaud me off. I don't know if they're applauding or booing good. I'm not sure. But I do know that I'm making a, a statement and a mark, and it gives the four of them uh, uh, an ability to, to band together against me, which is a lot of fun. And I think a lot of that's why Stan was always so welcome back. He was what, that character that everybody kind of felt bad for, but then also was really pathetic. Um, so when it comes to Bert, Bert is also is is very charming, um, very over the top, and desperately in love with Dorothy. Um, and that's uh, you, you'll see. I, I hope you'll see a difference there. I think sometimes people don't realize I'm the same person. Um, I do wear a costume. I do have hair, so um, I, I, I am wearing a bald cap for the show. So you, hopefully you'll recognize. Me. So if I yell out from my seat, "Hey, that's Jason," you're okay with that? That's the same guy. <laughs> I, 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 I won't answer. I won't answer to Jason because I am Stanley. You're Stanley. Exactly. You got to do that. Um, I love that. And and um, by the way, I've seen the set. I've seen whatever. So as always, you can't do a Golden Girls thing and just not be true to the set and the clothes and the furniture and all the kind of stuff. And it's basically probably for you, Ryan, it was bringing back memories of Florida. Oh, 100 percent. It is. Uh, I mean, Kudos to the, uh, our, uh, our Blanche Vince Kelly had a huge hand in making this set possible. And the attention to detail is just, uh, it truly is like a love letter to Florida decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I moved to Michigan, uh, three years ago and kind of forgot what like the tropics look like inside. And then I come into the Golden Girl set and I'm like, oh, yes. This is exactly every home I've ever been in. We have plants everywhere. And I mean, painstakingly uh, recreated details from the show, including, you know, the various molds, the exclamation point on the door. Ryan, the the exact same upholstery on the couch and the sitting chair. So if you watch the show and watch our show, same upholstery. I love it. I might jump up on the stage and go sit on the couch. Um, It's very comfy. Okay. This might not be fair, but if you don't mind, I'm just going to try a little trivia on you. If you don't know the answers, you don't know the answers. It's okay. But I have to, but you know, we'll see. But I want to see how much Golden Girls you know. I'm going to start off with the toughest one first. There was a character in the first episode who never showed up again. Do you know who that was? It was, uh, yes. Yes, he was the, uh, he, Oh, he was the young. Uh, he, he was like their first attempt at a gay character. I can't remember his name. Oh God! Uh, but he but he couldn't come back in. We had him in the show for a moment at the very beginning when we were because the show's been through so many uh, different workshops. We had him in our first one when we were in Baltimore. Oh God! What was his name? It was Coco. Coco. Oh, oh, Christopher, Christopher, who plays Sophia, is going to kill both of us. I'm so mad. Okay. Well, so, but by the way, he whoever made the decision to get rid of him was right, because in the show itself, one episode, and that was way too much to have that character. So you, you probably made the right decision right. moving forward. And I'll just try one other one. This one you might know. There were two characters who actually each expected to get different roles among the four. Do you know who those two were? Betty, it was Betty, Betty and Rue. They were, were switched. Exactly. Do you know why they were switched? I think it's because Betty didn't want to play a character like she had played in Mary Tyler Moore. Is that right? Exactly. She had done Sue Ann that Nibbins. Right? Did I say want... that right? That's right. She didn't want to do the Sue Ann Nibbins thing. I'm the I'm the straightest I'm the straightest gay guy in the cast, and they always <laughs> let me know that. They remind me of that, and I knew that. Did you know it? You knew it. Oh, you, sorry. He's saying he's the straightest gay guy. I'm just God. so proud of all of us. <laughs> well, you didn't know Coco, but either than that, it's okay. I'm just just testing you on all of that. And then let me ask you this too. I'm always kind of curious. I mean, I have seen so many iterations of 
the Golden Girls since that time, right? And maybe I'm sure you probably had this question, but I think people always, it's always done, you know, by guys in drag. I mean, that's always been the show. And I've always tied that probably to the gay community. And I, there are reasons for it. But I'm sort of curious to, to your mind, do you have any sense of like, it never is a, oh, here are the Golden Girls and here's, you know, four four female actors, you know, who are coming in to play those roles. I don't think that's ever been done. Is there a theory to that? Do you know in the development of these kinds of shows? It doesn't matter, but I'm sorry. That's of such curious. a good question. No, I mean, that's such a good question. And I think, um, I mean, I can't, there's nothing that I can say that would, that, uh, you know, there's nothing that is written down that says that four women could not play these parts in any capacity. Absolutely. Um, I think what is so attractive to uh, us as queer individuals uh, getting to recreate these moments is that uh, oftentimes some of the first people we relate to are uh, these iconic women mm -hmm. because they represent parts of us that we can't let out of ourselves yet. Like we recognize like you, everyone can recognize the B. Arthur in themselves, but not everyone is allowed to express the B. Arthur in themselves. So you kind of latch onto it because you see that in your personality, you see it as something that you know you're able to emulate, but you just don't know how yet. And getting a chance to bring that to life uh, with, you know, a predominantly queer cast for you know queer audiences and regular audiences and I guess regular is not the right word, um, but uh, <laughs> I think it has to do with seeing something in the show that you see in yourself. And finally getting the opportunity to express it in an attention-grabbing way. I love attention. And one of the great parts, I mean, I don't, obviously I'm playing Stan, so I, I I get to watch the four of them on stage giving their talent and with the utmost respect and love to those four comedians. And anyone coming to see the show can see that too. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty magical, pretty magical to see how much talent is up there. And I think part of, part of my own take on that as well is the, the four ladies were, icons in the LGBTQ community, without a doubt. And right. by the way, in real life, they were that. That is to say, sure. all supportive, all whatever. I had the opportunity to interview Betty White for a half an hour show, and she is just what you think she would be. When I asked her about her relationship with B. Arthur, she she gave it, she went, it was fine, we don't socialize, but I see her in the market and stuff. And that was not true. Um, and so you, mm. you get it. You get a different take when you talk to Rue about it or whatever. But Betty White always took the high road and was incredibly as sweet as you expect her to be. When you guys are in, when you're when you're dressed, when you're in costume, um, and you're in, do you, are you are you Ryan and Jason and whatever, and you're just kind of do, or is it once you put that on, you have become those characters? Is, is that the way you interact on and off stage? That's so interesting because it feels like it's a weird combination of the two. Like we come back mm -hmm. certainly after like. As, as we're leading up to the show, it's like, all right, everybody, gird your loins. Here we go. And then we're, and like, I think at the start of the show, we're all who we are as regular people. I'm Ryan. He's Jason. Uh, around intermission is when, even <laughs> if we're doing bits backstage, we're all doing bits in our voices in character. And I don't think we've ever actually taken stock of realizing when, when that transformation occurs. But I feel like once the show starts, we're all pretty much locked in to who we are on stage. Yeah. Uh, and it gives us the opportunity to like, continue to grow and elevate the bits that we find in the moment as these women. Uh, it's really incredible. Of course, also when you come off stage or you come back out, I do, I do a show called Broadway Backstage and we do it in your theater. It's a, it, we do it on that stage, so I know the theater well. And um, so when you come out, if you don't go out the back and if you do come out the front, the thing is you're not in costume at that point. So do you ever have people who kind of look at you and like they know you're in the show, but they're trying to figure out who you were uh, and all that kind of thing? Or do, do people just sort of, they look at you and they know exactly who you were? No, I think that's really the, the interesting part about the show for, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I can't speak to your experience, but at least for the girls is like, we come out and, um, you know, everyone's like, who is this really tired 30 year old who just walked out of a building? <laughs> you know, like I look like I, I don't 
it's it's I don't get recognized, and it's kind of this magical thing where I get to feel like you know because we have a meet and greet that we do after the show. Oh, okay. I get to, I get to feel really magical in that moment, and a lot of people are talking to me like I am, um, you know, like their B Arthur. And then I leave, and I get I get to go right back to being Ryan, and it's uh, it's really humbling in the best way because it really makes me feel like wow, I'm a part of something that people really hold in reverence, and to be like a small part of that is really special. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm assuming neither of you ever met any of the real ladies, right? But they were probably all gone. No. Okay. Um, yeah, that, and that's that's no surprise. Actually, B. Arthur used to do a stage. That's when I met her. Was she did a stage show? So she would do it. You can actually get it on DVD, or it's there's video versions of it. You on sure can. Yeah. And so it's just it, it was just so wonderful. Those musical moments in Golden Girls too. Uh, I love them because they they were singers. They they were performers. Do we get music? I haven't seen your show. So do we get musical moments, Jason? I'll just come to you on that do we get musical moments in the show are we at the rusty nail uh, are we at the rusty anchor i'm gonna say we there's quite a few references to rusty anchor and uh and you will be entertained both uh vocally and uh, verbally uh, and with sequence okay (laughs) well actually and ryan is part of auditioning for the show was it i mean do you have to be the triple threat gotta act gotta sing gotta dance um that's how i've lived my entire life so uh yeah um, it is, it, it certainly, you know what I'll say is that it's certainly helpful to be able to do all of those things. Yeah. And, uh, there might be a surprise moment in the show that, it, you know, you get a little bit more, uh, bang for your buck than you anticipated, but I don't, I don't want to give it away, but it's really fun. Um, I do have to stretch before the show starts. That tells everything. Cause I don't think B ever did that. <laughs> he's got a great, he's got a great kick. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's a, I, I, at the Instagram page for the show, uh, there's, there's one sequence where you all are reading. I'm assuming those are real emails or texts that have come into you guys and you're sort of all reading yeah. through them. And, and well, I won't read some of them, but, 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 uh, but one of them was sort of interesting because somebody makes the comments going like, what are you youngish guys doing playing these old women? And the comment that you all picked up on it, they call this young. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's lovely. And, um, you know, to sort of like to speak to that a little bit, uh, one of the things that I feel like specifically younger people in the in queer communities really get that rap for is not knowing the references, is not knowing people who came for them, is not knowing who helped build the platform that we all get to exist on today. And I don't think that that's true for a lot of us. I think a lot of us have the utmost respect for the litany of individuals who've come before us. Like I, gosh, one of my heroes since I was like twelve is Peaches Christ. Um, I've loved everything she's ever done. I love what she's done for the Castro. I she and high peaches. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this was this was the first opportunity I ever had to really get to show off the fact that no, I I do have not only respect for everyone who's come before us, but I really enjoy the same kind of queer humor, the same reference based humor that we've as a, as a, I think as a community have built ourselves on for so long. And Jason, let me ask you, first of all, is this because in various renditions of a Golden Girls thing that comes through people's towns over time, it's everything from the performance of a script, an actual script in the past, um, of which I have a script signed by all of them. But but anyway, um, so it's that. And sometimes it's just like these lines that always show up. So as as you say, Ryan, we're expecting certain references, but I'm guessing the story's new. It's all new. We just get those lines we're waiting to hear. There obviously there are some of the, the the very important lines that people will know from various episodes all throughout the entire run of the show. But honestly, when you walk into our show, the the theme song plays, the audience sings along with the theme song. And we're backstage, and that adrenaline is amazing. Having on stage and having that 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 back and forth with an audience, the curtain goes up, and the the fun that everyone is having together. Okay, it's really 
clear that everybody in the cast enjoys each other and thinks each other is funny. And we, we love that. And we never know what to expect from our audience. They're always different. So sometimes people are going to respond to us vocally. And there's times when we might respond back to them and they don't expect that. But when you feel like you're in a live studio audience, the laughs are right where they're supposed to be. It's written very similarly to the show. So the audience laughs. It's like a laugh track. And um, it, it's it's an indescribable experience as an actor. You know, you, you, we've both done plays. We've both done straight plays. We've both done musicals. Um, but when it comes to comedy, when you get those laughs on cue every time, it just it just the show just goes through in barrels. It's great. And, and so, by the way, so are there time what I'm hearing you say is there are times you will break the fourth wall? I didn't say that. I'm okay. just kidding. Yes. But there, there are times possibly when when we need to uh, re- refer to the audience or uh, there's something that has that said that we don't um, we we need to uh, respond mm-hmm. because we're real people, too. Uh, well, by the way, I'll tell you, you have not been to the Broadway Playhouse, right? Right. This will be your first time. I actually, I did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer there quite a few years ago. Oh, okay. Well, then you know. Then you know. This, I mean, this is the perfect environment for breaking the floor. The audience oh, it's is perfect, yeah. Yeah, really intimate, really close to you. And I love doing my show in there. I mean, it's just, we have a and a section with the audience. It's perfect for that. Uh, yeah. And so as you travel, I know you've been to the Orpheum. I've just seen the various theaters you've been to. And so out of curiosity, Ryan, do you do you prefer, give me the big place, give me millions of people out in the audience? Or do you sort of like the those intimate moments that you're going to have in Chicago? Oh, intimate spaces are always my first love. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is my first time getting the chance to do giant shows for giant audiences. Um, and it's, it's, it's an indescribable feeling when you get a room of 1400 people laughing till they're, till they're crying. Oh yeah. You can't match that. But, uh, getting the opportunity to be in, in an intimate space with audiences who are so attentive and you can see them being attentive. Uh, it's just, it opens up a whole different avenue to play. And that's what I think we're always looking for with the show is like, what is the new way we're going to play tonight? And that, you know, I'm excited because I, I love, I love, I love an intimate space. That's my favorite. It's my bread and butter. And it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's the energy, the energy yeah. from the audience back to us, back and forth. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's electric. Do, are your audiences primarily, I'm, I'm thinking they're filled with people of sort of my era, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, who come, who grew up with the show. But I'm, but again, they're so popular. The girls are so popular. What do you find? Do you find that, oh no, there's, there's people in the early 20s i mean who's who's out there yeah i mean it's a really solid mix you definitely have your core group of golden girls fans who watched the show when it debuted mm-hmm. and uh and like th- they're coming for th- that nostalgia but we also get a lot of people who i think are, are more in the realm of like my generation of golden mm-hmm. girl fan who are like they experience it and they're coming back to see it because they grew up watching it with their mom or their grandma and a lot of times they're bringing their girl their grandmothers and their mothers with them so we have like four generations of people that are with us the funniest people are the husbands that come with their wives that are expecting not to have a good time and they have a blast because it's so much fun I, that's great. And by the way, do you have, which also means you have people probably like me who might be like, they're waiting for a line. They yell something out. It's kind of like, we know what's coming. Is there that moment too, when we just, you know, and it's wrong. I won't yell out, but we, you, we sort of know what line is going to be, we're going to hit with, get hit with. For sure. Yes. And people get excited and sure do. It, it helps us a lot. And by the way, I, I do want to tell, you know, Jason, don't feel bad if you are um, booed by the audience, because I, I think of like Uncle Scar and Lion King. If you're getting booed, you're doing your job. Although I find Absolutely. Stan, I don't, I like Stan. I mean, he's a mope, but I would never boo him. I think it, it, it I think it was a boo with love. Am I yeah. correct? You know, it, it, it's happened a couple of times. But again, I, people are, Stan's not out there long enough to, to disrupt too long. But when he 
he he he makes his appearance and then and disappears and gets the story gets, continues on but i think the appearance of having stan come when the door opens people are expected to happen the doorbell is going to ring and dorothy gets to slam that door and we do have the door bit in there quite a bit i love it and the fact that you get to use obviously the rights to use the theme song because you said the show opens with the theme song i mean you you can't you just can't do this without that yeah yeah oh, it's so important that's the mood yeah the audience thing along right at the top of the show lets us know that we're gonna have the best time with an audience yeah, I love that. Uh, well, I'm really excited to see this. Uh, Golden Girls, the last continue to, uh, and I should say, this is new, right? Even if you're like me and you've seen a million renditions of Golden Girls things over the years, I have not seen this show, right? You have not. You have not. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want people to know. You're only in Chicago or coming home um, from February 6th to the 25th. That's not all that long, but that's okay. Uh, February 6th to the 25th, you're at the Broadway Playhouse. Tickets can be gotten at broadwayinchicago.com. And um, I just hope you have a great time. You know about where you are. Just go upstairs. There's Garrett's Popcorn up there on the seventh floor. And I mean, there is, you both, you both. I have so many things to show them in Chicago. I have so many things to show them. What kind of, what pizza are you going to get them? Well, there's well, there's a lot. Lou Malnati's, Giannaro, Giannaro. That's the winner. Uh, Lou Malnati is the uh, winner. Gino, have you been to Gino's North on Thorndale? It's the no, It's not Gino's East. It's not Gino. It's, it's a completely different franchise. Not even a franchise. It's a hole in the wall off the Thorndale Red Line called Gino's North. Um, the, the little old lady makes the crust. It is absolutely fantastic. One of my favorites. No, I have not my because my passport doesn't take me north of Addison. So I, you know, it's, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. It's out of state. I know. I understand. Right. Paul Stead to Bra- that's it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, I can't wait to see you guys. And by the way, so the meet and greet, so people who are watching us, if they get tickets for the show, we'll get to meet you afterwards, or is that a separate ticket or something? There is an add-on. Uh, when you go on the website, there's a whole, whole separate add-on that you can add. You get a photo on the set, so you can come and like, be on the couch, get a picture with the girls and Stan Burt, and uh, come and chat with us for a second. Oh, well, I love that. I'll try and talk my way into that. Um, <laughs> oh, you'll be there. We'll have, you're there. We can make it happen. We got you. And I, you guys are great. Um, Ryan Bernier and Jason Bowen, I just enjoy your, your home, coming back home to Chicago, at least one of you. And, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's what Detroit always wants to be. Um, so just so glad you will be here. Once again, uh, the show is February 6th through the 25th at Broadway Playhouse. Ticket, uh, BroadwayInChicago.com is for tickets and Golden Girls, the laughs continue. And indeed, they never stopped ever since the show was on the air. Thank you for being a friend. Thank oh, thank you. you for being a friend. Appreciate you.